Kai, welcome to the Bright Slice of Life podcast. Thank um, you for having me. Of course. Do you want to just introduce yourself really briefly, like where you're from, who you are? <laughs> uh, my name is Kai Breeze. I'm from New Mexico, currently living in Chicago. Um, and I'm a musician. I'm a, a poet uh, and a studious individual. Wow. Mm. So I want to start small. Just how's your day going? Pretty good. Um, actually, it's a really good day. It's a Friday. Uh, definitely ready for the weekend. What's the best thing that's happened to you so far today? That's a really good question. Um, the best thing that happened to me today? Uh, I ran into quite a few people when walking to lunch, and we had a brilliant mm. lunch together. Really? I think that was the best thing. That's nice. Mm. I always love it when there's like the spontaneous lunches, you know. Absolutely. It's just something that happens here, especially with like the dining halls and the system. There. Totally. You never know who you're going to run yeah, into. It's always fun. You mentioned it's a Friday and you're looking forward to the weekend. Mm. Is there anything specific you're looking forward to? Not necessarily. Um, mainly just having the ease of um, the workload, I guess, is going to be a lot less this weekend than most mm. weekends. And hanging out with people that I have not been able to see this week. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Was your week... All right. Was it good? What's something you've been thankful for this week? This week was really good, actually. Um, started off with Valentine's Day. I officially Ooh. have a girlfriend. That was nice. Um, well, that's yeah. something to be thankful for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this week was super relatively easy. I mean, I'm at, we're, we're at the University of Chicago. It's a decently hard school. Of course. Um, and this week was lenient, I should say. My teachers nice. um, didn't ask a lot of me. Mm, that's good. Yeah. It's always a nice week. It is. And they don't ask a lot of you. So what's something about the University of Chicago in general that makes you happy? Hmm. Um, the constant intellect. Uh, in, the, let me rephrase that. The constant intellect constantly mm -hmm. around us. Like, I'll go at a dinner table and we'll have the most fascinating conversations I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Um, and everyone's just interested in learning, interested in developing their, their psyche to a different extent. I don't know. It's Is really that something, like, you expected? Is that what drew you to this place? Or... Was it something you were surprised to find here? It was something I definitely expected and kind of deterred me at first. I thought everyone was going to be overly, uh, I, I, for lack of a better word, smart, uh, per mm -hmm. se. I mean, I felt I might have been out of place. Um, but it was kind of the opposite, that everyone is in this same environment to learn. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're all in it together. It's not like this hierarchical, I'm better than you kind of thing that used to happen in high school. That's so nice. Mm -hmm. What's... Something that you wanted to experience at the University of Chicago, like before you came, something you were looking forward to? The freedom. I, I think that's a, a kind of a, a basic answer, especially being <laughs> a college student. Of course. Uh, but specifically at the University of Chicago, um, I would just say like the rigorous, yeah, is that even a word, the, the regality of it all? I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> that's so sure it's a word, but I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Do you think uh, you've experienced both freedom and the rigorous environment? I do. Um, I think it's it's an interesting idea of the, the rigorous environment as well. Like, I walked into this school thinking, oh, it's just going to be brutally hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, sure, it's definitely hard, but it's things I enjoy doing. So it, it feels, um, I feel content with myself whenever I, like, turn in an assignment or something. It's something I felt good about. It didn't stress me out because I actually enjoyed doing it. Yeah, mm. I totally get that. Just really quickly about the University of Chicago, who is someone here who makes you consistently happy? That's a really good question. Thank you. Um, I thought of it myself. <laughs> I would have to say Josh or Josh Kindler. Mm -hmm. I met him uh, second week of University of Chicago. As soon as I met him, I knew we were going to become really good friends. Mm -hmm. um, whenever I see him, he's always happy to see me. I'm always happy to see him. We talk about really fun things. Uh, I don't know. I just always get joy from his presence. 
He is just a lovely guy. Really is. So funny. Mm. Um, I said that like it was sarcastic. (laughs) He is so funny. He is hilarious. Um, So other than someone who just brings you joy, like what's something you look for in your friends or you you found you're valuing in your friends here? Well, another cool question. Thank you. Uh, I look for, I don't want to say transparency, um, but honesty, like when mm-hmm. I ask them a question, I don't want them to say yes or like agree with everything I say. I want the, the, uh, I want to be contested with my ideas. I, I want someone that actually like disagrees me, disagrees with me with most of the things I say. That way we can kind of grow as a whole. Also just an enjoyable presence. Um, I don't know, honesty, uh, respect, being nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. I'm, I'm pretty lenient. I have a lot of friends just cause I think all of civilization is really cool. Like we're all humans. We all yeah. have our own individualism and I think that's beautiful. Hmm. So if Josh is someone who consistently makes you happy here, who's someone from home who you're just thankful for, like uh, thankful is in your life? Bakani Chandler. I have to shout out this man. And of course, uh, Kailash. Uh, so who are these lovely individuals? So Bakani I've known since uh, the day of my birth. Um, we are 10 days apart. Um, he's been my best friend for as long as I can remember. Um, Kailash is another individual that I've known for countless years, probably since I was two or three years old. Mm -hmm. And we grew up in a small town of Taos, New Mexico. Um, And we grew as a whole because we were in such a small community. We didn't really have like different groups that we could jump around. We had each other. Um, And through that, we became kind of extensions of ourselves. I would say. I wouldn't call them friends to that extent. They're more just brothers. They're more more family than anything. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. And who's someone you looked up to when you were younger? Um, someone I looked up to. That's a really interesting question. I think I've looked up to a lot of different people in my life, but someone mm-hmm. that's consistent. I've constantly looked up to my teachers, of course, specifically this one teacher in high school that really inspired me was uh, Miss T. She was, she was my history teacher and just inspired me to actually be successful at high school. I will say one person that really helped me develop as an individual, as a human, um, they are close to me in, in family-wise. Um, my stepbrother, Kate Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely a troubled uh, preteen, you could say. Um, I got kicked out of two schools um, and failed a bunch of classes, a lot of classes. Um, and Kate came along, told me, just like, get your uh, uh, bleep together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Get from, your act together, Get my baby. act together, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, ever since then, I just really am inspired by that, that human. It's hmm, amazing. And looking back on your childhood or even your troubled preteen years, if you have one, um, what's like a really good memory that stands out to you? Wow. When you said think about your life, you meant think about your life. (laughs) I meant think about your life, yeah. (laughs) Let me think real quick. This is going to be kind of um, maybe interesting to say. Um, we have this thing called the Hanuman Ashram or Neem Kroli Baba Ashram. Uh, it's a temple in my hometown. Uh, we have these things called, uh, we have this thing called Bandara. We have uh, Navaratri or Shivaratri, these Hindu celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, and what those would entail is we would stay up for 24 hours singing chalices. Um, but of course we were seven, eight years old. So we did not sing chalices. We ended up just hanging out all night long. <laughs> Um, playing on playgrounds, uh, you know, Whoa. running in fields and stuff with no parental supervision. We just could do whatever we wanted for the mm-hmm. entire night. Um, so specifically, there's one memory that comes to mind from one of those events. It was Bondara, I think probably 2012, 2013. They had tents in the back. It was like really, it was like circus big tents. Um, my friend Kima, another one of my sisters, um, 
ended up climbing the tent. It broke, snapped, um, and she fell very gracefully. It was like an angel who kind of mm-hmm. helped us out because it would have been very bad if yeah. the whole tent fell on us. Um, but yeah, it was a very sketchy moment. Uh, I'm glad we didn't get hurt, but I really stick with that memory a lot. It was just a very fun time just with all my people. And Yeah, uh, it's, it's so interesting. <laughs> like it's a mix of, you know, maybe some fear for like your friend totally. and like what's going to happen, but the exhilaration to being Absolutely. young and like, yeah. When you were younger, did you know what you wanted to do with your life? <laughs> well, at first I wanted to be a marine biologist, actually. Quite... <laughs> haven't we all wanted know, to be like, a marine biologist? Haven't we all at least once wanted mm-hmm. to be a marine biologist? <laughs> I took it to a funny extent, though. Or not really a funny extent, pretty a decent extent. Um, I ended up going to a camp um, for marine biology. Same. Uh, yeah, really? <laughs> really? Awesome. Uh, yeah, we learned how to like dive and do all these things and uh, marine mm. expeditions. How um, old were you? 13 at the time. Um, but I wanted to be a marine biologist for a while. Um, and then I kind of looked around me and realized I probably don't want to be that. Um, and now I'm focusing on more being a musician, if I can. Mm. Both of my parents are musicians, so it felt natural. I have it. I have the talent already in me, so might as well use it. That's one way to, yeah, that's one way to put it. Mm. Um, yeah, I've always loved snorkeling. And like when I learned mm. how to scuba dive, I loved diving. Um, but that's not all that <laughs> marine biology is. No, I was very not, sad to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at least for me, that was kind of like, oh, it's not just snorkeling we and looking at things. We actually have to do work? Oh, you my have to, God. Like, measure and cow <laughs> and all these fun things. <laughs> What's something that you think back on from high school that brings you joy? Like high school mm. specifically. Ooh. I moved around in high school. I went to two different high schools. Um, mm-hmm. So at first I was at Taos Academy. Then I went to Taos High. Um, and I think the thing about Taos High in particular that really uh, I remember a lot is the teachers and how much they actually cared, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of a foreign thing to a lot of people. A lot of people have a different opinion at that school that the teachers really don't care about you. Um, I found it completely the opposite. If you like really respect them, they'll respect you. And I think being around an environment where all these teachers truly cared about you, it made me felt appreciated. Um, in particular, like my chemistry teacher, she was brilliant. My history teacher, she was also brilliant. Just like really supported me. And I really, I liked that. Wow, that's lovely to hear. It's also interesting that you say like your perspective was slightly different from other people's because Mm. that leads right into my next question. I'm curious, what's a perspective that you have that you think is unique to you currently? Oh, unique to me, that's interesting. (laughs) Something, a perspective that's unique to me. Ah, okay. I think again, just being in a small town. Um, I I walk around, a lot of people here at uh, University of Chicago come from kind of suburb areas, um, either like big cities, uh, they they were very uh, sheltered, I guess I could say, to like your surroundings um, or to their surroundings. Coming from Taos, um, it was incredibly diverse. My mom was uh, definitely part of the hippie group. Um, mm-hmm. So it was my dad, but then he kind of became a straight edge, but that's a whole other story. Um, but then you also have like the Hispanic community and um, the like, f- very, very lacking black community in my town as well. Um, we were one of four families mm-hmm. um, of black families in my entire town. Um, but yeah, being around and switching from uh, like Taos High to where it's like soccer kids um, mixed with Hispanic uh, groups of people and like then going back home and it's like hippies where we're doing Hanuman Janti, um uh, like prayers and stuff and uh, yeah working with harmoniums and working with these crazy instruments and I don't know I think yeah. that's a very unique perspective I have I have a broader 
broader upbringing than most, mm. I guess. This is really like where you're from that yeah. has made you. Yeah, like and really has. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel that in a different way, but mm. like Tucson has yeah. really shaped me no, in a lot real. of ways. Um, so you mentioned you're a musician. Mm. I might know the answer to this question, but I have to ask, is there a form of art that inspires you more than others or like the most? Mm. Um, I mean, I would have to say poetry. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah. Um, specifically a form of art in, in what context? I don't know. Like some people really like paintings, mm. you know, but then some people like watch a film totally. and it'll change your life. And I think lots of artists can appreciate like all range of these, but I'm curious, like what inspires you the most? Mm. Maybe poetry. Well, I think it would still be poetry just in the, in the relative extent that poetry can be and be interpreted in whatever way you want it to be. Mm-hmm. So I'll read a poem, and of course it has a specific meaning um, that the author did mean to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, but me as the individual, when I read it, it can truly mean whatever I want. Um, so when I'm writing poetry, I try to uh, I try to express that. I don't want it to be one solid idea, especially in songwriting, songwriting as well. Um, I'll write, uh, and I might have a story behind it, but I also want to leave it up to the interpretation interpretation of the reader to explore my ideas in their own way yeah and that's why i love poetry it's kind of like beauty is in the eye of the beholder absolutely yeah. mm. um when did you like discover your love of poetry do you remember oh um i started writing poetry i think in ninth grade right before i went to taos high um mm. and it really developed when i took a class um in high school um <laughs> it was definitely an easy A, you could say. Basically, what we did is we'd walk in, we'd write one poem a day, and if you recited the poem um, in front of everyone, you get plus two points on your grade. So if I had an 80, I'd have an 82% the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just started writing a lot of poetry every single day and reciting it. Got a 100 in two weeks because, you know, it was was easy. I mean, I kept just writing poetry and um, listening to all my other peers writing the same poetry and getting each of their own ways of rhyming words or telling stories and it all influenced and really inspired me to um, grow. As Damn, that sounds writes. like such a cool class. Yeah, it was a, Were there like guidelines to the poetry? Like, not at all. Um, you really? couldn't, a few guidelines. You could not, um, um, not like derogatory words. Uh, you couldn't oh, like, like you, that was basically it. Just mm-hmm. don't offend your fellow peers. But there were no like structural? Not at all, no. Wow. Whatever you wanted to write. That's so cool. Yeah. Is there a f- form of poetry that you find particularly exciting? Like mm. certain structure or like way of writing it? I'm not super well versed in poetry. <laughs> um, but. Well, I think, <laughs> I think cause I didn't take an actual formed poetry class. I write poetry in a very um, kind of uh, loose form. And I don't, I'm also kind of not decently versed in, in the different like villanelle style mm-hmm. poems or whatever. Uh, but I found just writing words, maybe rhyming structures um, are like, I, I feel like poem poetry is supposed to be the loosest form of writing. Um, you I can really it. just write whatever you want, and yeah. it can be called poetry hmm. in a certain sense, in a certain sense. How much overlap do you see between, like, the poetry you write and the songs you write, or, like, the mm. music you write? A lot of, a lot of overlap. Um, usually the way I start writing music is I write a poem, um, hmm. and then I develop it from there. Um, is it can I can I find a chorus within this poem I wrote or uh, yeah I go from there um, so like taking what you say is like the least structured or like the formulaic totally. thing of poetry and then turning it into and then turning it song. into a song yeah 
because there's all these rappers these days that try to, I don't know, rhyme words that like sound the best together or whatever. And like short works and like in pop music and whatever rap music has become these days. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm trying to really explore the ways you can take writing and instead of like trying to fit what you're saying into words, you write down the words and then just let that be itself. Um, when writing music, I won't try to like rhyme words. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, of course I will because it, it sounds good. Um, but I I'd, won't, but of course I will. But, <laughs> but like only to the extent that it like actually fits, actually makes mm -hmm. sense. I won't force a word in there just because it like it makes yeah. it makes the structure more perfect, for lack of a mm. better word. I see it. Mm. Do you consider music a form of poetry, or do you think there's like a distinction there? It's important to make. I don't think there's necessarily a distinction. Um, I think music is poetry, and I think poetry can be music. Um, but is all music poetry? That is the question. I would say it is, um, especially going back to like what I said easier, this freeform idea of poetry mm -hmm. um, can also be found in this freeform idea of music. Um, of course, music is a little bit more structured. You have, um, you can go on the route of, you know, matching scales and all, all those, you know, yeah. uh, music theory things. Uh, <laughs> But you don't necessarily have to. Mm -hmm. um, it's still up to the the uh, to the writers or the creators' um, discretion. Speaking of writers and creators, who is a poet or a musician who is really inspiring to you as an artist? Ooh, currently, um, uh, previously went by Milo. Now goes by R. A. P. Fiera, um, mm. a brilliant poet and a brilliant musician. Wow. Um, there. They are what I aspire to be in an artist right now. Okay. Um, I loved Mac Miller for a long time, and I still love Mac Miller. He's one of my favorite artists. Mm -hmm. um, just the way he developed his music as well. He didn't. He did the same thing I'm trying to do right now. It's just not focusing on structure, mm -hmm. rather writing and telling a story through his music in his later years. Of course, he was known as um, frat rap before uh, whatever 2016 when Circles came out. Um, but he really grew into himself. Um, Mac Miller, that is. Um, but Rap Fiera right now is just, I think, on the cutting edge of what this new generation of music can become. It's not necessarily about the chorus, the hook, the verse. Mm -hmm. It's just about writing and singing it and making a really cool-ass beat, pardon, pardon my French, that goes behind it. <laughs> and I don't know. There's just something oh. really unique about, about that artist. I'll have to check him out. Mm. I haven't listened to any of their stuff. Highly recommend. Okay. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so uh, other artists other than the ones you mentioned who is an artist you listen to when you're feeling things you know like when you want to feel better or you want to sit in like a bad mood oh um i would say when i really want to become upbeat oh when i want to become upbeat that's kind of a different story i'll maybe listen to code of the friend i really do love code of the friend um, he's a, also a Chicago-based artist. Um, but wait, sorry, Code of the Friends from New York. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to fact check you. <laughs> but Code of the Friend is also a brilliant artist. He just, he rhymes incredibly well and tells a story mm -hmm. and it actually fits together. Even when he's rhyming words, every single word is belonging in that place. It all makes sense. It's all coherent. It's all um, poetry. It's all poetry. <laughs> uh, and then when I'm not, when I'm not really in like a good mood or just kind of like m maybe melancholic is the better mm -hmm. word. I'll listen to like, surf rock um, and like, you know, surf curse, like uh, 
I guess the killers. I love the killers. They're cool. Um, yeah, uh, specifically Surf Course is one of my favorite artists. Um, they're out of LA, I think. Um, but they're incredible. Uh, yeah, just. Speaking of places, mm. how do you feel like Chicago or the University of Chicago has affected your music making? Like, I know you've Ooh. been creating music here. And yeah. do you think it's had an effect on you? I think it has definitely had an effect. Um, negative at first, for sure. Really? Um, when I was in this educational setting, I felt like I had zero time to actually make music. Mm. Um, and that was kind of my life for the first five weeks. Um, and then I discovered this place called the Logan Center, which we are currently <laughs> recording in. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it really opened my eye to like the resources that this college actually has given me. Um, mm -hmm. Like I would not have any of these resources back home. I do not have like a stereo setup. I do not have a $500 mic that I can just rent out for the day. Um, and in that case, it's perpetuating my artistry to another extent that I would not have imagined a year ago. I think the Logan Center, even though this is my first time using it, but just the idea that it's here and the idea that I'm, the knowledge that I'm going to use it. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things about the University of Chicago. It is absolutely one of my favorite things too. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's so cool. Just this room. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously you've been working a lot mm -hmm. on creating music, but what's like one goal you're working towards? Music related mm -hmm. or otherwise? Hopefully, hopefully to create an album. Uh, I don't know when it was supposed to be at the end of 2021. That did mm. not happen. But right now, it's a hard thing because um, I don't feel like I've lived up to my own musical potential quite yet. So releasing something, uh, I feel like I can always do better um, than, mm. than currently. So that's why I like, don't release music as much as I really should um, because I'm constantly trying to perfect it. But Ooh. in that perfection, it's <laughs> such a tricky thing too. Yeah. It could be perfect to every, everyone else's minds, mm -hmm. but you as the artist know you can still do better. I know that feeling. Uh, so right now, just kind of getting over that hoop. Uh, of just course. Just letting go of perfection, um, I think, is the mm. main thing I'm it's looking a, for right now. It's a really cool goal to be working towards. Thank you. Mm. What's something you have accomplished, other than being here, that makes you proud? Hmm. And brings you joy, if you want. A specific thing? Yeah, it's like an accomplishment. Mm. It can be something that doesn't seem that big to other people, you know, but like you're very proud of. Well, this is kind of, uh, I don't know, this is kind of embarrassing. I didn't really read in high school, like at all. Um, and like that, for classes? I read for classes, of course, mm -hmm. but never like outside time. Yeah. Um, I never really considered myself an avid reader unless it was like 1984 in sophomore year and we were like required to read it. Of course. Um, but currently, I am in uh, political philosophy, or, or not political philosophy, sorry, um, power identity resistance. It's my social credit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really allowed me to read and actually comprehend the material that is given to me. Um, specifically, um, writing the essays around that material is, I think, one of my biggest accomplishments. I feel the most proud about that, being able to read crazy 1700s philosophers and actively write 10-page papers about it is huge for me i could i like a year ago i could not have fathomed that i'd be able to do that that is not embarrassing <laughs> everyone i know in power is like it is hard but it makes you proud of what you're doing it really like, does. happy with what you're doing mm. yeah it's like the best ad for power <laughs> we <laughs> yep, could have created power <laughs> <laughs> i'm in mind but <laughs> um so yeah speaking of being proud who is someone you want to make proud oh um 
My mom, absolutely. Uh, my dad too, of course. Um, but I really want to make my, ma- my mom proud. Um, and all the people that just supported me throughout these years, all these teachers that really helped me succeed as well. Like, I want to make them proud. I want them to say, like, yes, he was in my class. Look at him now. Like, yeah. that, that is my goal. Um, and my mom literally has given up everything for me for our entire life. Um, and I am endlessly grateful for that. And I really just want to be able to return um, tenfold everything that she's giving me. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. And who is someone you are proud of? Oh, really good question. Thank you. Um, probably Bacani. Um, again, when I bet my best friend back mm-hmm. home. Uh, he was a very shy individual for years and years and years and years. I always kind of felt like this. There was a hierarchical friendship. I was like the popular kid, I guess, and he was kind of like the side <laughs> character. Um, and then I went to Taos High, and he really bloomed into his own self. And now I, I went back for Christmas break, and he's just such a brilliant person, like still just growing yeah. constantly, and I'm really proud of him for that. I'm so happy that like your childhood friendship has grown with yeah. you guys. Yeah. You know, like that's, mm. it's an amazing thing. Mm. Speaking of amazing things, it has been super amazing to have you on. Mm. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you um, for having me. This has been so much fun. Like of I course. wish my facial expressions, cause you've seen me, I've been smiling this whole time. <laughs> I wish has, these but... were caught by a microphone, but mm. I guess that's the issue with podcasts. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so really quick to wrap it up, final question. What's something challenging that you have overcome? Ooh, something challenging that I've overcome. Um, when I first got accepted into this school, did not I did not feel like I belonged at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's whatever, 7% acceptance rate. It's or less now, something crazy. Yeah. Um, I was flabbergasted that I actually got accepted. Um, so for this entire first semester, I really was struggling with feeling like I do belong, uh, um, like amongst all these crazy intellects that uh, they've done incredible things in high school. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I lived in like a small town. I, I, I partied in high school. I didn't really do much of all these crazy things. Yeah. Um, but overcoming that uh, mental uh, blockage um, and just realizing that I actually do belong in this college. Um, I'm here for a reason. Uh, and yeah, that's that, that's been really hard for me, but I'm finally overcoming that. It's amazing. Mm. And <clears throat> even if you've overcome it, can I just say, like, you totally belong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> everyone thinks you're so impressive and, like, Thank knows you. that you are a fantastic and impressive individual. Mm. Thank you, yeah. Abby. I might cut that. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say it. Okay. Well, that's our time. Thank you so much for coming on the Bright Slice of Life podcast. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you all enjoyed hearing me talk to Kai as much as I enjoyed talking to Kai. As you heard, Kai is a musician, and you can find his music on any streaming platform under the name Kai Breeze. And I'm going to play his most recent song for you all right now. The constant, the constant manipulation. I find it ethereal, poetical, the constant manipulation of thought. I'm the better fool, but now I can see all I've lost. But it's never quite enough, and as I start to gain more, I lose what I love. I know it's complex, I need to express these words have been stuck for a while now. Poetry.
country breeds the singular need to write all my personal feelings down. What I discover is not what I want, it's never enough, it's never enough. What I discover is all of my love, it's never enough, it's never. I want to uncover molecular tendencies and never touch any more Hennessy. I want to climb my way up to the sky and see every house but never find mine. I know it's sublime and maybe poetical, but now I have found the better fool. For anyone else, the answer is simply incredible. It's the acquisition of all that's retainable. The fact that life is anti-explainable by And in pursuit, find nothing at all. And never touch any more Hennessy. Try to explain the beauty I saw. Now I have found the better fool, not in myself or anyone else. The answer is simple.